In this episode of Sage Advice, we have Venerable Medici from Bodhinyana Monastery calling in from Serpentine, Western Australia, here to share his advice on giving from the heart. Welcome, Venerable. How are you this day? Very well, thanks, So Lovely to talk to you. Thanks very much for coming in to share your experience and wisdom on this topic of generosity. Let's start with a simple, direct question. Why give? Why give? Fabulous question. Um, I think giving, now that I'm in my mid-60s, giving is probably the biggest joy in life. Um, In giving, I can see what Ajahn Brahm and other teachers uh, have found, that there's this wonderful feeling of loving kindness. You know, if you give without conditions, um, the spirit of being involved in giving tends to circulate. Uh, You get good feelings back, but it often puts you in the company of, you know, really good people. And if you give with good intention, um, as the Buddha intended, you know, really good actions and karma can result. That's a fantastic answer. In fact, in some ways I think you've answered my next question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. In Western culture, the idea of generosity is also venerated and considered highly. However, it often stems from this idea of sacrifice, as in I sacrifice myself and I suffer so that you may be happy. But the Buddhist perspective on giving and generosity, it's a bit different, isn't it? Yes. I mean, um, I had a fortunate childhood, but I can remember some of the females in the family saying, you know, I sacrificed this for you. You need to get good grades at school. Or someone saying in a relationship, you know, I sacrificed this for you. You you owe me. And... um, it's interesting in some of my recent, you know, readings that guilt and blame or, you know, even that I'd sort of say whinging uh, about sacrifice, it kind of misses out on some of the key aspects of the spirit of humanity. Um, I, I sometimes get, you know, I sometimes get, get lost with this, especially if you kind of feel as though you're in a human relationship, which very quickly seems to have a transactional ability to it. Um, It'd be great to develop a game that was I give and then you try and double my give. Mm. Um, Sometimes, you know, you see that uh, with some donations. But my my history on this is is only relatively recent because I think I only found the, the real Buddhist teachings in the last 15 years. But I would encourage people to kind of look at it not be sort of do-gooders um, in terms of, you know, I must give and then I'm going to get some reward. But what does the nature of giving mean to them? And um, is, is it noble and is it full of metta? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things about uh, giving is that it can be beneficial for both the recipient and for the person who's giving. So from a Buddhist perspective, what are the benefits of Giving. What are the benefits of generosity? Um, 
I didn't have a name for ordination two hours before my ordination. I'd been given a different name by someone else. But um, with Bhante Sajata, who was visiting Bodhinyana, we went and had a look at the Teragata, and we were going up and down the series of lists. And then we came to this name, Metaji. And I, I always wanted Meta uh, in, in my name. And I said, well, what does Metaji mean? And he said, victory through loving kindness. And I went, that's it. I, I, I don't need to look any, any further. If, if I heard the word metagy a number of times a day, that would remind me of an aspiration to live by. So to me, the, um, the giving just kind of piles on um, the meta. As long as you haven't made it sort of, you know, really sticky. So a benefit of uh, you've, helped, you've helped somebody else. They, they may not know how to help themselves, but by giving, you get them out of a troubling situation. You've got some wise advice to give them. You can show them how to make a cake. Uh, you know, with me, the guys can show me how to lay bricks or, or uh, build an ablution block, you know, whatever that is. And just as you say, when, when the giving is very almost like pure and transparent, um, then there's often a lot of fun and joy in that. And, you know, friendships, deep friendships can start from a good nature of, of giving. And the best giving stories in your life are the ones probably you'll remember, you know, till your dying breath. Ah, oh, Wonderful. So, Venerable, uh, we heard in your uh, Spirit Story interview in the previous episode of Treasure Mountain that you have put service to others as having a very important place in your life. What is it motivates you to give and what do you personally get out of giving? I'm just thinking for a second, but um, I think when you find the real teachings, when you find a really good teacher, that's core message of the Buddhas, which is, you know, um, understand suffering and the cessation of suffering. Um, suffering can be ameliorated by kind and generous service. So in my recent years, I'd say there were items that popped up, um, BSWA constitution, um, trying to come up with a humane response um, that we weren't happy with the religious discrimination bill. If I, if I could give from a position of I had experience in that space, you know, I dealt with government, um, I wasn't beholden to what I wrote. I could write a draft and then said, okay, have somebody else, you know, improve it, double on it, that type of thing. So the giving in the action itself, which is also something that the Buddha pointed at, is if you were present in the moment and you didn't bring ego into the thing and you weren't looking for a specific outcome, um, then that was probably the highest contribution that you could make on, on the human plane. And I'm not trying to, sorry, exaggerate it or sort of um, build it up. But if you can be mindful enough as when you're doing one of those tasks, you may pick up that. And when it may not be going well for you, you could pers persevere with the, the giving because your intention is very pure. 
The intention, of course, is very pure, is important in developing good karma versus bad karma. How's this effect going to happen on other people? So having the opportunity in monastic life to look at karma, to look at giving, to look at your intentions, that, that's a whole body of work um, which has been really beneficial to my life. It sounds like you've anticipated my next question again, but I'm still going to ask it. <laughs> <laughs> Giving and generosity are often conceived of as external acts, but what kind of attitude or intention should we be cultivating on the inside to make maximum benefit from giving in terms of cultivating the mind? Okay. Um, some, some people I've heard from very, very recently, I, I, I want to give you a good name in a moment that's influenced me in the last few weeks, they would say that you can't really be of good service to the world unless you give generosity to yourself first. And, you know, a lot of the meta meditations start by um, making sure you give meta to yourself. When, when I've taught meta meditations, I ask people to uh, give loving kindness to the whole of their body before we move to the mind. Imagine that they've got a a light probe that goes into any cell, into any atom, and it's looking for points of tension. And you look to release the tension in the body wherever it happens to be and send, you know, lots of matter to that, build up this ball of, of, of heat in, inside yourself, um, you know, to, to generate matter. So if you're not generous or, or kind to yourself, um, first things might go you know a little bit difficult but i'd say be generous and, and kind to yourself first in all circumstances reminds me about a famous story about the dalai lama probably the the big story for me of the 1980s he he used to do a, an annual conference the mind body institute and they would take a week in um uh in Damasaya, Damasala, um, going through a particular issue. And they were discussing uh, the mind, and he couldn't understand what the point of self-criticism or self-blame was. And it took two hours to translate the one word because there is no word, there is no concept in Tibetan uh, Buddhism, Tibetan culture for that. And uh, he was asked to respond, and the translator eventually said to him, we don't call somebody an adult in the Tibetan culture unless they love themselves. Oh. You've got to love yourself first. And, you know, I think, I think we've really uh, missed this. Um, I heard a podcast yesterday, a lady called Fern Cotton in the UK, interviewing um, an ex-Buddhist monk called Natiko. And um, Natiko kind of, you know, reminded her that his observations of the West is we become more divisive, we're more critical, um, we don't necessarily kind of look out for each other. And he said, you know, letting go is almost a simple gesture of just take the, you know, the tight fist and just open it out, offer the friend the handship. So you can either get tight on an issue or you can really, you know, open up and say, 
I, I don't know what's going to happen, but the relationship and the kindness is more important to me. So sorry, I've waffled on a little bit, but generosity um, to yourself first then often teaches you, hmm, I wonder how that will go with my partner. I wonder how that would go in the office. Mm. Um, I wonder if I want to start volunteering somewhere. I know that um, you know the town of Lismore is kind of really struggling, so I don't know if five or six of us could go there for a weekend and help people with the houses and stuff. And it often only takes you know, a little bubble. You know, a pebble thrown into a pond can make many, many ripples very quickly. So kind of once you get it and understand what a beautiful um, principle it is, it tends to grow and grow and grow. A beautiful answer. Starting with ourselves, uh, first of all, and then, uh, like you say, the stone thrown upon the ripple going out and out. And I think that's a, a very nice analogy for how to um, grow kindness in this world. That's wonderful. Look, uh, Venerable, it's been great having you on uh, Sage Advice and I really appreciate that you've taken the time to be with us. Thank you very much. That's all we have time for this episode of Treasure Mountain. Thank you to everyone who has contacted me to offer feedback. And remember, you can find out more about the show or leave an audio message by going to the website www.treasuremountain.info or you can visit the Treasure Mountain podcast page on Facebook. Next week, we have a nun who is the real deal, Venerable Chandavasudi, who at a young age followed her spiritual yearnings to India and then to ordaining in Burma and spending many years practicing meditation there. Today, she's working to establish an order of fully ordained nuns in her home country, United Kingdom. I hope you can join us next week as we seek to treasure within.